Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding, Ken's Movie Reviews. This week we come to you with The Old Guard, the new 2020 film from uh, Netflix. Uh, even though it's not quite the same as going out to the movie theaters, it, uh, it'll it have to do for now, right? But uh, The Old Guard is a movie based on a comic book, so this is exciting for me. As always, we will begin with a non-spoilery section where I will tell you whether this is something that you would have wanted to see in the theater should you had the opportunity, whether it's something you should, uh, I guess, take that as see now on streaming, whether it's something you would wait for on your streaming service, potentially buy on Blu-ray or something to just kind of give a miss. Then we will go into the nitty-gritty, divide things down into cast, director, costuming and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing, and any bonus points, everything adding up to a potential of 100 points. Um, Let's not waste any time, just kind of get right on into it. Now, I don't know if this film was originally developed for Netflix uh, or if this is something that... uh, Uh, They did a pivot and uh, released it. I believe this was originally developed for Netflix. Um, This is a film that, if it were released in the theaters, would be a fun kind of date movie or uh, if you just want something kind of fun to watch that's uh, not going to tax you too terribly much. I mean, maybe if you were a big fan of some of the individuals that were involved in the process of making this. This is something you definitely absolutely just immediately want to see, or you're a fan of the original comic. It's definitely worth to see immediately. Um, uh, This may or may not have been something that I would have gone to the theater to see, but it's definitely something that's worth a view on streaming, Uh, especially since it just came out. And uh, I know many of us are starved for new material, uh, anything to just kind of get into. So that's where I would firmly put this well worth a watch. Uh, Definitely give it a shot on Netflix. Now, before we get into the specifics, as always, I like to remind people that we are on social media at Real Pudding Guys on Twitter. We are at Pudding Guys on uh, Facebook and on um, Instagram. And of course, we are on Patreon, where for only $1 per month, you can help support the Pudding Guys as we bring out new people to talk to, new things to talk into. Just generally improve everything as we go. Uh, I have been teasing that something new will be coming, and it feels like uh, I have been teasing that for a while, and I'm going to tease it again because we've got some new stuff coming into the Patreon. It's going to be just a little while out. Um, Ran into a few hiccups. We'll call them hiccups, Uh, but we want to make sure that this is going to be good once we bring it out and not kind of half done, you know, that sort of thing. And then it will develop into something that I think people will really appreciate. But back into the review. Now, The Old Guard, as I mentioned, is a comic book movie. This was based on an image comic miniseries released back in 2017, uh, done by Greg Rucka and Leandro Fernandez. Um, This is not a a, uh, piece of work that I was familiar with. So I'm going into it, you know, completely new. I cannot tell you how true this is to the original comic book. uh, But I will say this, the one interesting thing about this 
is that image is not like the image that originally came out so many years ago that caused such a ruckus and and showed that a, a, another company could exist. So it's not so focused, for those of you that are unaware, it's not so focused on um, superheroes anymore. It's a, it's a lot of different kinds of stories. So you get a lot more variety than you would normally get. And if you are not familiar with the image stuff, I've seen a few of the titles um, and enjoyed what I have seen so far, uh, de definitely give those comics a try. But that's kind of where we're coming from in terms of the source material that the movie is based on. We're going to start with the director. Director is uh, Gina Prince-Blythewood. Um, some of you may be familiar with some of her previous work in Love and Basketball and The Secret Life of Bees. She's, uh, she's not a new director. She's been doing this for a while now. She's not a director that I immediately go, wow, I've got to go see this thing made by this person. But it always gives me a little bit of um, um, comfort when I see um, – uh, a not unknown director at the helm of something and specifically a director that did get some acclaim for some of her previous work. So I, I would say that going into it, while it wouldn't necessarily excite me, like I said, it would keep me kind of calm that I'm not going to go into something that is likely to just bomb going into it. Um, so that's kind of where I was coming in on the directorial side. Now, um, in terms of kind of guiding the story and making sure it goes where it needs to go, um, again, since I'm not completely familiar with the source material or what they were intending to do here, I can't really completely speak to that. But just judging by the end product, it looked pretty slick. Between the editing and uh, and the directing, I have to expect that at least it was it was. Pretty, pretty good on that side. So without having more information than that, I'm going to give the kind of generic thing that I occasionally do to a director when I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, it has to be pretty decent, so we're going to give her a 15 out of 20. Um, I mean, like I said, final product speaks volumes, uh, so it seems like it's pretty good. Now, the cast. The cast is kind of interesting. Uh, going into this, most people would just key in on the lead, uh, Charlize Theron, which is kind of what I did. Um, she, I will watch her in pretty much anything. And generally, she does not disappoint. She, she's solid, you know, across the board. I've been pretty happy at most things that she's been in. In those instances where I have not been happy, it's generally not her fault. Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that going into it. I'm not as familiar with... Um, with everyone else. Now, I know I'm going to just completely massacre this name, and I apologize, good sir, for doing so, but Chiwetel, I believe, uh, uh, I, 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 um, yeah, that's, that's terrible. I know I didn't get his name anywhere right, but uh, that dude was in um, Doctor Strange, so this is not his first comic book rodeo. He did great in Doctor Strange, and uh, I've seen him in other stuff, and I've always really enjoyed his performance. So going into this, I mean, he was even in Serenity back in the day, which, you know, mixed feelings about that. But uh, um, really, you know, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of geeked about him being in it as well. Now, everybody else I'm not quite as familiar with. Uh, a lot of uh, people that are newer to my um, group of actors that I would I would watch. 
That being said, everybody just kind of hit it out of the park in terms of what they needed to do for this particular uh, movie. Everybody um, seemed engaged, didn't seem to be phoning it in, um, and and seemed to be able, and part of it is they really had stuff to work with. Uh, these characters are not completely flat, which in an action movie is hard to do because there's so much focus on the action that a lot of times character development is kind of minimal and the plot is kind of laughable. Um, you kind of, you just kind of have to deal with that. And to a certain extent, you're still going to get this. This is a comic book action movie. It's not going to be, um, not going to be, uh, what everybody that, that wants the high end drama is going to want. This is, you get, you got, it's a popcorn movie. You got to, got to go with it. But even with that, you get some nice depth with the characters, some nice reactions. So yeah, uh, Kiki Lane as Niall did a great job. Um, she was, she was definitely believable. Um, uh, Matthias showing hearts. Uh, again, I will apologize. Anybody that's uh, listened to our podcast knows I'm really good at just massacring names and I apologize, sir, but you did fantastic as Booker, especially considering the, it's always fun to have a, a character that makes a mistake and you get to kind of act through that. And so that was really nice. Um, Marwin, Kanzari and uh, Luca Marinelli both did great in their roles and they had some real meat to, to work with between the two of them, which was kind of nice to see. Um, Chiwetel as Copley, like I said, he did fantastic. Um, Harry Melling, I always like. He didn't get a lot to do in this film, really. I mean, he, he needed to be the kind of dislikable villain, and he was. So, I mean, I guess it, he had achieved what he needed to. It was kind of sad. I would like to see him be able to do a little more. Um, and there were several several other individuals that all, in their small ways, did just fantastic. So, casting the names that people know, I know there's going to be several in there that other people are familiar with that I'm not as familiar with. It seems like it's really solid casting, and everybody put forward great effort. Uh, 17 out of 20 on that. Costuming and props. Uh, this may be the area where the film fell a little short. Um, it's modern day, so you're going to get a lot of modern day clothing. Nothing much that's going to be too exciting, even if you're going between kind of the military feel and the, the high-end uh, nouveau riche kind of a, a technological empire feel. Uh, because the individuals are so long-lived, you get a little bit of throwback from stuff that they've held on to, and you get flashbacks. And I thought that was going to be the area where, man, they're going to get a chance to really show things off. Well, first of all, the flashbacks are really short, so you don't get a lot of opportunity for costuming there. And the stuff that was held through the axe is neat, kind of. Everybody has like a sword, but doesn't really focus on it, and you don't really get to see it. And when they do the flashbacks, the costumes are okay, and truth, and, and and I don't take this as as too big of a knock because the flashbacks are not they're important, but they're super short. So you, I can see not wanting to focus too much on the costuming on that. But it was just it was just kind of meh. Nothing that that you know immediately stood out as that that's wrong. That obviously is awful or whatever. But also nothing that particularly wowed me. So we'll give that a seven out of ten. Um, the uh, locations, an area where they really shined. Um, they they had a lot of variety of in 
uh, in-story locations between ruins and churches and the the high-rise downtown and a, and, a, and a lot of variety, which I always really like. Uh, they uh, avoided the annoying thing where when they change from one location to another, you don't get the 200-point type that says, London, England. You know, they didn't do that. Um, they um, it, it gave a nice kind of... Um, texture uh, alteration so you can kind of kind of feel shifts not only just in terms for for the fun but it, it helped kind of uh, the the locations match the tonal shift of the plot which was solid um, give that a, a good a nine out of ten I especially liked the church the church was was good um, cinematography was okay um, ab- above average uh, they, they, the, the overall quality of the film, uh, uh, the way it was recorded was good. Uh, I'm sure it was digitally recorded. Um, it suffered from problems that you're going to get with, uh, it didn't focus exclusively at night, but there were a lot of scenes in very dark areas and that's always a problem. I mean, the visibility is, I understand the importance of it. It's got to have, it's got to have it with what they needed, but it's, it's, it's just hard to follow when you get things just too dark. And there were a couple of scenes that were way too dark and they didn't compensate, uh, so that, so that was easier to follow, um, which is unfortunate, but sometimes there's just no way around it. Um, uh, on top of that, the choreography was really, really solid in, in the fight scenes, um, now this is, I guess, um, not a, a category that I really have. Uh, I usually include it either in plot and writing or in, and sometimes in the cast. Uh, but I'll, I'll stick this into cinematography this time. The, the, the choreography is really solid in the fight scenes. Um, however, the camera angles and the cuts between some of the, the movements, was it wasn't sloppy but I questioned the choices that they made. Um, it, again, it made it hard to follow on occasion. Um, I, I guess that's intended to kind of give the impression that it's breakneck speed and is, is really tense and whatever. It's just annoying. I, I've always hated that. Now, they didn't do the shaky cam thing, so you know, kudos there. But eh, it, there's nothing wrong with leaving the camera in place for a little while. Uh, let us see it develop. Take a look at Enter the Dragon. They didn't do a million camera angle changes in that fight between Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee, and it was gorgeous. Now, to be fair, it was Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee, but it, it shows how you can have a fight and and not have to do that 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 cutting to constant different angles. It just like it muddles it. It's not great, but. If that's really my only uh, complaint, that's really not bad. I mean, the wide shots are beautiful. The tracking is good. They didn't crowd scenes with multiple people. It was, I mean, it was solid overall. I, my, my biggest problems was just how they did some of uh, the, the fights. So uh, I give that a 15 out of 20. Now, uh, plot and writing. Here is, like I said, this is this is always the the meat of, of the, the biggest thing of everything. Now, 
when you're going with a comic book source, it, it complicates things just a little bit. How true are you going to stay the comic? Where are you going to try and be different? How can how can the interpretation of what's on the page work on screen? When does it work? When doesn't it work? What do you have to do? Um, so instead, since I'm going into this kind of blind, not knowing the source material, the things I'm looking at is, does the plot uh, work? What are the instances where I find it annoying? So this movie does have a couple of things that I found mildly agitating. Uh, one being the, uh, they have the zombie outbreak uh, kind of writing thing that they do that is so annoying and it's it's not i associate it with the zombie outbreak films it's not exclusively there but it's the worst in a zombie outbreak film where you have oh you've got the zombies are attacking where the zombies come from yeah i don't know oh well are you gonna go into it and delve into the history no nah, we're not going to explain any of that we're just going to give it to you and that's what they do with the immortality of the characters they're immortal great why yeah i don't know they just are okay uh <laughs> <laughs> and that that can be okay if it gets developed in future films if they're I know the 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 original comic series has um a sequel uh second volume and maybe that gets explored more but on its own that irritates the crap out of me I hate that so much um it was not as bad in this film as it could have been I was able to get past it but on its own, that's enough often to just jerk me out of the plot completely. Um, add to the fact that they did the wholly obvious thing. Now, I don't know if it was this way in the comics or if it was even uh, written into the comics this way, but they they did the thing where, oh, we got ambushed and, you know, they're trying, well, they're trying to take the uh, immortals to be able to replicate some of their DNA and, and make us all live longer and make tons of profit in the process. So they're going to capture everybody. Okay, fine. That, that plot is not terrible, but at the point where two of them get captured and then the one that's there that's left and he's, he's been gutted. It was so incredibly obvious that he was the one that he was involved with them being captured. I'm sorry. It, it's it's kind of cliche. It's it's really kind of simplistic. Um, that also kind of irked me just a bit. Um, now, what didn't irk me was they did a great job of exploring why he made the decision that he did and how that fit with his character and how did that fit with the group. So as annoying as the obvious was, it was completely made up for by how good they did with the uh, development of the character, I feel. Um, plus, all of the characters have some really nice development uh, that, that goes into them. Andy's character, obviously, is going to be developed the most just because she's the lead. And they did a great job with the history and where she's coming from, where she's feeling. That's great. Uh, the development of Niall, uh, you get to get on, on the ground floor on that, but you still get a little bit of backstory with it. Uh, the relationship between uh, Joe and Nikki, uh, just, oh, that was so good. I mean, the speech in the back of the armored car uh, where where they're talking about, uh, is this your boyfriend? And then he goes into what the other person means to him. Oh, that was, that was spot on. So good. So, I mean, that... It, 
if you ever have a significant other and that person makes a speech even close like that to you, you're jelly. Um, it, it was it was just done particularly well. Um, the interaction between the group and Copley. Copley's written well. He has good backstory, great motivation for why he's doing what he's doing, why he makes the choices that he's making. They all have pretty good backstory, except for <laughs> the uh, the the main bad guys. Merrick's Merrick's whole thing is I want to make money. I'm the bad guy, and then his second in command. I'm an evil science person. I like science, and I don't have morals. Oh, okay, you got to kind of accept that, I guess. It's it's a it's it only is so so obvious because it's so in in comparison to the really great character development of everybody else, he's got nothing from them. Um, it, but it's it's not terrible. Um, I, I really liked the way they did a lot of it, um, and and the story flows well. It's got good pacing. Um, I mean, overall, it's it's a fun movie that I'd probably watch again. So I'll give them a sixteen out of twenty on that. Um, I don't normally do bonus points, but I'm going to do a bonus point for this film just because it's a comic book movie based on an image property rather than Marvel or DC, and it's not a superhero film in the truest sense. In the truest sense, uh, yeah, I, I'll give an extra point for that. That should give us a 80 as a final score, solid B minus. Um, like I said, something I'd probably watch again. Enjoyable. Um, uh, but what do you think? Let us know. Uh, contact us on our social media. We always love to get opinions from other people. Until next time, stay safe. Keep watching movies. Bye.